Hello and welcome to episode 17 of View from the Sideline podcast. I'm Chris and Rich is here. Hello Chris, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad mate, you? Yeah, good. Hanging on to Champions League football yeah, by oh, our fingernails. Yeah, so obviously um, we're recording this on Tuesday night um, where Tottenham and Liverpool, both Champions League uh, places are in the balance at the moment and but Tottenham are doing enough at the moment aren't they Rich? Just... They are yeah they're, they're one nil down but um Inter Milan are also losing one nil so as long as we um match their result uh, we'll be going through fingers cool. crossed yeah. I wonder if my I wonder if my mood will deteriorate throughout the uh throughout the podcast tonight you've always got well, the Europa League to fall back on mate yeah that that's probably why my mood would deteriorate. Um, but anyway, yeah, we'll move on. Okay, so what is coming up on this week's episode? So tonight we have the weekly teaser, then we've got the Premier League review, followed by the um, EFL review from the weekend. Then coming up in part two, we've got our um, special topic this week, which is um, a conversation around the first, uh, sorry, the worst football kits um, I guess since the Premier League started, so I think there's um, I think there's a few shockers in there. So uh, we'll be talking through that. Uh, we'll do a little bit on predictions because we had uh, two rounds last week with the midweek games in the Premier League. So we've got two weeks worth to catch up on, uh, and then the predictions for the coming weekend. And then we'll do the reveal of the teaser, uh, and then we'll let you know what's coming up next week. Uh, and we'll also have some details on our Christmas break. So Chris and I are going to take a well-deserved rest. So we'll let you know when. Okay. So, so you can go straight into the teaser, Chris. Go straight into the teaser. Be, uh, um, so be this gentle. Is, this is, yeah, is going to require some um, math skills on your part, Rich. Oh, um, because, um, obviously, with the special topic this week being around uh, football kits... I've gone for that sort of theme. Um, so, when you add these squad numbers together, what is the total amount? So, I'll give you the player name, and then you obviously need to remember, well, you're going to need to know their kit number, and then add what? them all up. And then Where are, where are the players from? All Premier League, mate. They're pretty, they're pretty easy. Uh, so, not Spurs ones, then? There is a Spurs one in there. Okay. Okay, so the players. Shoot, yeah. Lacazette. Oh, God, I'm out already. Eden yeah. Hazard. Yeah. Lovren. I'm writing these. Oh, my. Yeah. Kane. And the last one is John Stones. So they've all got. Is, if well, if you know at least three, you could probably take a, a, a stab at the rest. But we'll, uh... so Lacazette, Hazard, Lovren, Kane, and Stones. Stones. Yeah. So their kit numbers add up to this number. Players. Mm. Yeah. So... Way to go with the Christmas spirit, there, Chris. <laughs> I, 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 I frankly have no idea what squad number Lovren or Stones have. 
Uh, okay, let's move on. If I sound distracted at any point during during this episode, it's because I'm trying to figure out that that conundrum. In your head. Yeah, I don't like my charts, is it? But mm, um, to be fair, can't I'd be that be, far out. I'd be pretty easy on the last couple of weeks. So, mm. okay. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll move over to the the Premier League review um, now, and we will start off. With the the, the Bournemouth Liverpool game, uh, so Mo Salah not had the same sort of season that he had last season, but um, I think on Saturday uh, his hat trick he was he was back to to what we expected of him. Obviously after last season's performances, uh, but I think he's I think he's. Uh... He's only one or two goals short of where he was at the same yeah. point last season. I think it was three goals he's short at the moment. Oh, is it three? Right, I think okay. it's three. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a good start from Bournemouth, um, and it. Uh, but then obviously they get they get caught out slightly, and and the goal was. I, I thought Begovic could have done a little bit better because he kind of just palms it right back up to Salah and. But then, when you see the replay, it does look like that Salah is offside. I, I, you know, don't know what your thoughts were that on that. I uh, I would I would have said he's he's more offside than onside. So I think if the if he had been flagged offside, I don't think there could have been too many complaints. I, I agree with Begovic. I don't know the the ball's moving is, a bit. It, it's one yeah, of those ones where keeper keep. Yeah, yeah, they they, they seem a bit scared to. Uh, to catch it nowadays I'd rather just sort of palm it out but he didn't really sort of get it out of harm's way really and Salah's kind of well I'm not sure he'll score too many easier goals than that the one the thing that that made me laugh even when he put when he scored his third one it's almost as if he just realized that he scored a hat-trick and he better go and celebrate in some (laughs) capacity it was so he sort of just he sort of just jogged over to the Liverpool fans and I just thought it was it was almost as if when a player scores against their old club and they refuse to celebrate. Maybe he just he just, just looked. Score. <laughs> uh, he just looked a bit grumpy, to be honest. But um, I, I thought Bournemouth. I agree with you. Bournemouth started all right. I think I, I always sort of thought Liverpool would have, probably have too much for them. Bournemouth scored some cracking own goals as well, didn't they? Yeah, that one at the weekend was another one. And it's an, it's another that was a, one. If that was a beautiful finish. If you tried that again a hundred times, you probably wouldn't be able to, to recreate that sort of goal. <laughs> no, but, but they've, yeah. got, they've got quite a high, um, they've got a quite high record of uh, own goals, Bournemouth. I think it's the highest in the Premier League over the last three or four seasons. I think they average a couple a year, which is... Um, not great, I suppose, but I, I thought I thought Liverpool deserved to win it. They just keep on winning. That's the thing. Well, no matter what it is, they without, just keep on without, winning without spoiling it too much. You know, they're uh, at the top now, aren't they? So yeah. Oh, you've now. ruined it now, Chris. <laughs> you've ruined I it. I can't wait to get to that guy. Literally, cannot wait. Anyway, uh, <laughs> on to the Arsenal Huddersfield game. Um, probably quite frustrating game for Arsenal and Arsenal fans I think because they, they just couldn't break Huddersfield down and it, it, it's taken a late goal to obviously for them to actually uh, to, to win the game um, but I would say that Huddersfield had some good chances as well to take the lead in this game there was a couple but I 
Pritchard had one um, in the first half that, that could have easily gone in if you know if if he was just a bit more composed. But you know, um, credit to Huddersfield. Just, I think yeah, I think you you've absolutely almost, got to give credit to them. Yeah, I felt almost bad that they conceded the goal so late on. After tr- it must be so frustrating to hold off for, for that long and then to go and concede a goal is it. It must be almost yes, yeah, so especially especially as before the game. I'd, I'd imagine it's the, the the sort of fixture where they they wouldn't necessarily expect to take anything from it. Yeah. But when you're in that position with with a with sort of well under ten minutes to go, you, you've held them out for for the majority of the game, and then you concede. But I I, I don't think it's the end of the world for Huddersfield. I think no. it's the, the 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 display gives gives sort of hope that. That there is more to come. I think, yeah, definitely. it was a it was a bit of a strange game. I thought. I think Arsenal have got a bit of a hangover really from the last two games, that the Spurs game and then and then going to Old Trafford to play United. I think they're probably on a bit of a come down. But I think is is that twenty games or something undefeated Ridiculous. in all competitions, yeah. Yeah. which is credit where it's due. I mean, but how they are they keep, not? They keep they getting not, results. You know, closer to the top. I thought. Sort of, I find it well, they, quite a few they, games of those yeah, games. they have. I mean, I think in the last six, I think they drew three in a row in the league. I think they had yeah. uh, they had Wolves, didn't they? They drew, then they had they drew at Palace. Um, I can't remember the other team they played, but I think they drew, they've drawn three of their last five yeah. or something like that. So, so, just another quick thing on that game: the the bookings for simulation for Arsenal. I know they had a couple of bookings through dives. Um, not good for them. Let's just say that. No, it's um, not. But I think one of them was in, was smack bang in the middle of the pitch, wasn't it? Yeah. I just, I mean, what's, I don't see the, I don't see the point of. Well, I don't see the point of diving at all, really. Uh, but it, it just makes it look so stupid. I just don't understand why it, 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 it's they find it necessary well, to do. But never mind. And also the unfortunately um, it's part of the game. <laughs> Did you see the Huddersfield player in the in the stands at half time giving out shirts to to the fans? Yes. Stuff? Yeah. The, he, <laughs> oh, um, is it uh, Mounier, the, Mounier, the striker? Yeah. 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 So um, yeah, he was suspended. When he fair play to him, I think yeah, I think nice, it's um, nice it's good. It? I think yeah, I think it is. I think it is, especially as the fans. I mean, it's not a it's not a short journey for them, is it? Really, and no, it was um. No. Uh, so yeah, fair play to him, yeah. but. I think I think an an expected result with an Arsenal win, but yeah. uh, Huddersfield they've got fight in them, and I think I, I don't know. I change my mind every week, but I think I think they've got a shot. It wouldn't surprise me if they stayed up at all. Yeah, they have, they have played a lot better in the last few games. Yeah, absolutely. The start of the season, but um, yeah, yeah. So another team not had a, a great start to the season. Burnley and they took on Brighton. And and obviously they'll be relieved that they, they get a win here because obviously they've they've had some great this results, shall we say? <laughs> this is probably the biggest surprise for me over the weekend. Yeah. Um, especially the way Brighton have been playing and the way Burnley just sort of ship goals week in week out. Um, I was quite surprised by it to be honest. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, a, a great three point points for Burnley, and I just think it sort of halts Brighton sort of good form a little bit, really. I, I yeah. It wasn't a wasn't a great game. No, it wasn't. Um, it, was, it was nowhere near <laughs> great. 
No, I think Burn. I think Burnley probably, probably just edged it. But yeah. I mean, it could have gone either so way. I'm not. They, there's the... they changed their sort of tactical approach. Um, I think it was noticed um, in the analysis after the game that um, they switched to two up front, where they haven't been doing that recent weeks. They've been playing a lot more defensively. Um, so they've put two up top ended up winning the game and actually getting a clean sheet so you know maybe maybe for them it might be uh something that they can work on um but it was a bit of a met the goal from the you know it was a bit of a mess really to be honest with you I'd... yeah he's claiming it though isn't he the center half i can't his name yeah. escapes me at the moment but yeah. it's sort of just sort of it, it almost just brushed his shirt didn't it yeah. but, um can, can i guess it touched him last well? But yeah, I suppose I suppose. Well, right. I think yeah, I think he's claiming it. I don't think um, I don't, I'm not sure it's going to go to the dubious goals panel. I think uh, I think they'll probably probably give him the goal. Yeah. But it almost just seemed to from oh uh, Tarkovsky, isn't it? Yeah, sorry, the centre half. Yeah, uh, I think. Good job you I said mean, his name. I, just, I don't, even, I don't do even, even know if that's right. I thought it was the people that do blooming oh, crystal earrings. Oh dear, oh dear, dear. Hit the Milan have scored. Have they? Yeah. Oh. Scored. He's top one. All right. Oh, all right, here we go. It's the decline I'm, of the decline of the yeah. I'm log we'll I'm on. logging off. We'll quickly, <laughs> quickly move on to the Cardiff. Yeah, look, Cardiff Southampton game, look, this will cheer you up. So another win for Cardiff. And what a turnaround it, it is at the moment for them. You know they didn't have the, again, didn't have a great start to the season, but they have really, really ramped up in the last couple of couple of weeks, haven't they? Um, they're, they're now they're five points ahead of Saints now. That that's the sort of turnaround they've had. Yeah. They've won, they've won three of their last five, and I, I think Saints haven't won in eleven. I think it's like yeah, I think it's like eleven games Saints haven't won yeah. for. I was to, to be fair when I. Uh, before the match, I I probably would have said Cardiff to win this one, so I wasn't actually surprised. I know you sometimes get that new manager sort of, uh, you know, win when you know when he we gets his first game, but um, no, I was I was I wasn't surprised at all. That, but when you, when looking back on it though, Southampton could they have had two penalties? Yeah. yeah. Probably, yeah. It, uh, you've seen them given. I, w- I wouldn't necessarily yeah. say they're stone walls, but I, I don't. I don't think that's that's almost an excuse now. Yeah. I think I don't. Yeah. I, I wasn't surprised in the slightest that that Cardiff won that game. Um, and I, I know that I won't even try and pronounce the the manager's name, the new Saints oh. manager. <laughs> but I, yeah. I don't. It's it's probably the first time in a long time that I don't feel that they're going to get the so-called new manager bounce because no. I just I just think it's it's the players I just think they're this is the for me this is the main difference between like Huddersfield, uh, Fulham, Cardiff. Well, maybe, maybe not so much Fulham, but I think they've they've got more fight than Saints have. But they they just they just lack that sort of they don't look like they're going to give everything to no. win a game not like Huddersfield do or like Cardiff now do they just look very lacklustre 
And I don't really think it matters who had gone in there, really, because I don't think they're going to do much difference to what Mark Hughes did. I think he made four yeah. or five changes, and it, it, I wouldn't say from from what I saw of that game, I wouldn't say they played any better than they have been. So, do you think for the season so far? He's come in there, and basically, I I would imagine that the discussion with the board would have been keep us up, you know, please. But if you don't keep us up, if we go down, your job's probably still safe, you know. Yeah, I, but, I think but would he? But would he want to? Would he want to manage in the in the championship? Yeah, that's a good point. But I mean, I he, don't, must, he must be taking that job with with the understanding that that could well happen. Well, yeah, of is course he, he is. I mean, yeah. they're 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 in the relegation zone. I mean, there's got to be an element of 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 him that knows that that they're in trouble. Um, assuming he follows the Premier League, which I, I would guess he does, but I just I've. They just don't seem to have what it takes. I don't think that they need to have a a, a serious sort of shake up in in the January window if they're gonna if they're gonna but, seriously think about staying up. But the board, are there, do you think the board would be willing to spend money knowing that there's a possibility in the position that they're in that they could go down? I just think it's always one of those risks that I, I personally I would take the risk in buying new players. Yeah, the, I, I would. The, I mean, the, that's why you want to stay in the Champions. I think yeah. from, from what they did last year, where they where they brought Hughes in to, to try and shake it up a bit to stay in the league. I mean, I think the only reason they stayed in the league last year was because there was there, there were three teams that were worse than them, even if it was just slightly worse. But this year, I don't, I don't think there is. I don't, I'm not sure the three teams that are worse than Southampton, think, the way they're playing I think at, at the, the moment. moment. I think at the moment, they probably have the worst team. You know, but that's just me. Well, no, I don't disagree with you. I just, obviously, I mean, living in Southampton, you you hear you hear a lot of Saints fans talking about it, and I just find it hard to agree with some of the things they say. Like they get, they 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 should have won because of this, and this decision went against them. But they haven't had decisions against them for the last eleven games, and they haven't no. won. Not every, so no, every game. it's only at a certain point the excuses sort of have to have to stop and they have to have a look at themselves and think that they're in they're in trouble they're in proper trouble. Right. And I think I think they go to do they go to Arsenal? I think or Arsenal that they've got Arsenal at home yeah. at the weekend. It doesn't oh, yeah. get much easier. <laughs> anyway, uh, Manchester United versus Fulham. Um, obviously. A much-needed win for Mourinho and and for Man United, um, but for, for Fulham, it's kind of like a one one step forward, two steps back with them at the moment. Um, their defending is is awful. It is just he just doesn't get any better. I, I you know I thought maybe if he picked the same back four, maybe there was a bit of stability, but. Not even that looks like it's working at the moment. I know they've had some tough games recently. I've probably been a bit hard on them, but you know, you know, they they but, made they made Man United look a lot better than what I think Man United actually played. I think. Yeah, but they, they 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 don't help themselves, do they? Really? No. I mean, they're 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 three nil down at half time. I think Roy Hodgson hit the nail on the head when he said it was lions against lambs. I just I, I think 
there was just such a difference in class. In, yeah, in, yeah. yeah, I think there was a different in, difference in class, but I think it's the first time in a while I've seen United play where they actually seem like they want to win it. Um, I think they, I think they went out to try and prove a point, but yeah, it was. Made I, I, don't, I don't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it, it was. It, it was a game that they were expected to win, and I don't think they disappointed. I mean, beating Fulham four-one doesn't. Well, it certainly doesn't. It doesn't make me think. Oh, everything's okay now. Yeah, that's what I. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's not. I don't think it. It covers any sort of cracks up amongst you know the club itself. But no, but I mean, they go. Now, they go. They go to it. Anfield. They go to Anfield at the weekend, and I don't. I. I. I can't see them beating Liverpool, no. but I could see them beating Fulham. N- never ascending off though. That was no, that saw, was a saw, very strange guy, decision. The poor, the poor guy was trying to not not like touch him, wasn't he? He was he had his hands in the air on the floor, and he's like, "No, don't don't fall over me." Cause yeah, it, off. it was it yeah, was very it was yeah. it was a strange it was a strange God. second booking, which <laughs> um yeah I, I wasn't I convinced the, by it at all. The, the Rashford goal, the fourth goal. I think any keeper that gets beaten at his near post from that sort of angle, I think. Probably doesn't deserve to be playing next week, to be honest. Well, no, I, I, I think Fulham have got some. Moment. I think Fulham have got some serious sort of questions in 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 January as well. I mean, they're not out of it. They're not out of it the same as Saints, but no. something something's got to change, and it's got to change quickly if they if they want to stay in the division. So the uh, next game is the West Ham Palace game. A thoroughly enjoyable game. That was my notes. <laughs> well, they, I mean, West Ham. Three yeah. wins in a row. Three three goals scored in each game. I, I thought it was a good game. I thought I thought yeah. West Ham played really well. I thought um, Felipe Anderson. I mean, he looks a player, doesn't he? He, he looks. There is he looks, no shadow of doubt that he by come. May June, someone is is going to have put in a bid for him. Yeah, How probably. Enough, like whoever scouted him at West Ham, they they deserve a pay rise because his goals and and the way that he plays, I think it brings a whole new element f- for West Ham when they go forward. Some yeah, of the goals, I agree with you, but he can bend it so well into into the corners. Unbelievable. He was. I heard this over the weekend. He he was being scouted by the top clubs in Europe, um, and then he had a quite a severe dip in form by all accounts, and um, a lot of them lost interest in him. Um, which I wouldn't then say he he sort of goes to a lesser team in West Ham, but I think that's mm-hmm. what opened the door for um for them to sign him. But I, I completely agree with you. If he carries on the way he is, come. Come the summer, then I think I think there's going to be some serious. It reminds me a bit of Pie, where he doesn't get too big for the club, but he no. sort of becomes and unless they're going to fulfil their their potential. But West Ham are exciting to watch at the moment. I think it's um it's a good time for them. Like I say, three wins in a row, scored yeah. three goals Hernandez, in each game. Hernandez has has come out of his shell again, hasn't he? Like in the last yeah. couple of games, scoring goals. I see Andy and, Carroll was back as well. So yep. yeah, and they're always and they're around. always they're always a bit suspect at the back. So you know there's going to be well, goals. yeah, as long as, long as they can keep scoring the goals, I don't think they'll be that far. Yeah, 
around they're like Newcastle under Keegan. It's like you score two, we'll score three. Yeah. But um no, they I mean they're climbing up the table. They're they're I think they're on they're sort of in a battle for sixth place with, with a number of other teams at the moment. So yeah, I like the way they play that they back in August and September, they were bottom of the league, weren't they? Remember? They didn't they didn't, yeah. didn't win a game. So Yeah, and they spent all that they spent all that money and uh, nothing was gelling. I think it's sort of well, you know what'll happen. They'll lose their next three now. But but I think it was just they needed that win to to kick start things. I know they haven't won every game since they got their first win, but you know, they're they're winning the games they should be winning and then like you said, they're playing good football as well. So Yeah, West Ham fan, you'd be very happy. Yeah. Anyway, next is the uh, the big game of the weekend. The one that has probably kept me smiling throughout the whole weekend and still to this day. What, the Spurs-Leicester game? That's very yeah, that you, Chris. That was the game after that nobody watched. Um, I did. So, well, I actually watched it as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, what a win for Chelsea, you know. He, they said Man City could not be beaten, but I'll let you know on a little secret, Rich. They they can be beaten. And they can be beaten. You know, I'm it was not... a bit. <gasps> if Tottenham equalise, do they still go through? Yeah, because we just need to match their result. Well, my friend, with five minutes to go, Tottenham have scored. Unbelievable! Just as I was about to start to talk about Chelsea, going to refrain. Fr- I'm going to. Your team have just... It was Lucas Moura that scored the goal, mate. You can mute the mic if you want and you can have a little cheer to yourself. (laughs) No, I'll I'll refrain from (laughs) commenting until um, Until until the final whistle goes. Mate, what what a result that would be as well. Anyway, you're not not ruining my my moment of glory here. Um, (laughs) Chelsea did not play well in the first half. I think that's... You know, if you, if you watch the game, it was very clear that I think for the first 40 minutes of that game, it, it looked very much like Man City were gonna gonna score eventually. But Chelsea were resilient. You know, this is probably the best defensively I've seen them this season. David Luiz, after two horrendous couple of games, you know, from nowhere he gets ends up getting man of the match for the game. Uh, Aspilicueta put his body on the line for everything that was coming in. You know, we get the goal. It's kind of one of those, I think they call it smash and grab goals. I was going to say, was it, uh, yeah. First shot on target in the game. And then second half was completely different. I think the goal rocked Man City. I didn't think that they really knew what to do after going behind with no Aguero in the team. Jesus didn't start. They, they put Sterling up front, um, bought Jesus on, and when they bought him on, they were actually even worse than what they were to start with. But, you know, I was, I was well, I think any Chelsea fan would be really happy with that result. Uh, but second half, so much better. We, for so many games, when we go 1-0 up, we sit back too much. I've always said it, we sit back far too much. When we go 1-0, 1-0 is not safe at all. But it's the almost the worst score stuff, you can have. Yeah. But on I, Saturday, I, we actually went out there in the second half and tried to get another goal. And I don't think Man City 
coped with that very well. Because not a lot of teams, when they play Man City, go out and attack them. They normally sit back and wait, wait to count, wait to get them on the counter, which is exactly what they did first half, Chelsea. But second half, I don't know what he said to them at half time, but he could obviously see when we did attack, they were vulnerable. Yeah. This, this is the, the yo-yo emotions of being a Chelsea fan, Chris. If you think back to a couple of days ago against Wolves, anyone would think you're going to win the league now. Um, I'm, I'm not saying we're going to win the league. I'm, I'm just saying it was a good result. That's all. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with you. I, I do think it was a bit of a a bit of a smash and grab win. If I'm honest, they, they score with their first shot on target. They they score the second from the first their first corner of the game. I think the City. City pretty much dominated that first half and the goal was completely against the run of play. But I I think that C- City, if, if there's one thing about them, I think they look a different team when they're up against it, when Aguero's not playing. I know he played Sterling up front or, or through the middle, which... I'm not. I'm not sure that's where he's at his most effective. No. Well, he certainly yeah, had. He wasn't great. In hasn't the job, been so. it. His, um, but I, I don't. Yeah, all, all credit to. I, I wasn't convinced that City would go the whole season without losing. I don't think Liverpool believe her. Um, so I don't. I think that that's sort of the. But they were. They, they, we're going to lose to win their first game against Spurs. Mm. I, I, I think where it's due, Chris. Thank you. You can't say they didn't deserve it because I think they probably did deserve it. Um, but we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see what the next. I think the thing with Chelsea is it, it's about. Continuing that momentum now. Consistency, yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, next up. Well, we will. The 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 lesser game of the two evening kickoffs. Uh, Leicester versus Spurs. Rich, go on then. Take us away. Well, I think we were clearly resting players for tonight's game. Is what I would say. Clearly worked so far. Um. Thought. I. I thought. If if inspiring performance, I thought that Spurs, I thought they deserved to win it. Um, I think they had the better of the chances. Um, Leicester, all, Leicester always look dangerous because they've got a lot of pace. Um, but I don't think Loris was ever hugely troubled. I couldn't actually uh, think of a time when he was actually had to make a good save. I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't I think he had to make a, an, an out of the any. ordinary save. Yeah. Um, I think Son's goal right before half time was was a killer blow um, and a great finish. That's a good goal. <laughs> yeah, it was literally out of nothing um, with his weaker foot as well. Um, and I thought the I thought the best thing for Spurs was Deli Ali's performance. I thought he played really well. I thought he looked back to his best. That time he turned um, up, wasn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, um, but I thought we looked. I thought we looked good. I thought I thought, I thought they were solid. I thought it was a game where, when I first saw the team sheet, I thought that 
it could be one of those away at Leicester after Leicester have had a few good results lately that they could test us. Um, and you'd probably be happy to get away with a point. But I, I was I was impressed with Spurs. I thought I thought they played well. I thought they were yeah, good at the back. Uh, it was one of those sort of run-of-the-mill games for, for Tottenham. I don't think that they were extremely tested at all by Leicester. Did no, what was needed. Um, especially when you think they played after... Liverpool had played after Arsenal had played and after Chelsea had played. Yeah. So the pressure was on them because the, the, within the space of the afternoon, they dropped down to fifth. Um, obviously, they had the game in hand, but th- there's always that, that little bit of pressure. Um, so, no, I thought, it was a, I thought it was a good, deserved win, a good performance. And if they... Hang on to it's happy days. I can continue the Europa League jibes at you, Chris, which will be most enjoyable. You're not so happy about that. Well, they might I'm not do. Fuss. I'm not fussed. I said, I said to you earlier on that I'd be happy if Tottenham went through. I think we could have all the, all, all the English clubs through, so that's good. not a bad thing. It will be good. Anyway, we'll move on to Sunday's game, which was Newcastle Wolves. Um, Second win this week for Wolves, obviously after they won midweek as well. So it was it was a very even game, e- even after the sending off, which which I know a lot of people have said that they didn't think it was a sending off. I think the replays show that it, it was definitely a sending off. Um, but it was um, a late goal, obviously a very late goal for Wolves to score. Um, but yeah, obviously they're back up in the top half now. And then after Newcastle winning three games in a row, they've now not won in three. So back to their sort of up and down season. Yeah, but I think for, for, from a Newcastle perspective, they have got that, that little bit of a cushion now back to the relegation zone. I think they're yeah. three, three points out of relegation. Yeah, like you say, yeah. that they've had a little run of winning games and... Now, now they're losing a few. They're a bit too inconsistent for me, but I think Wolves are also a bit inconsistent, but they're almost at the other end. Wolves are a team where, because of how they've played this season, you probably expect more from them. So, so when they don't put in a performance or when they don't get a result, you almost, you're, you're surprised by it. Whereas I think sometimes with Newcastle, with the greatest of respect, you're probably more, you, you, you know they're inconsistent, but you're probably more surprised when they win. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they will get, they will go to Everton and they will get a, a good point in it, in a one-all draw, but then they'll go to Wolves, they'll play home to Wolves and they don't seem to, oh, Spurs have just drawn, final whistle's just gone. Um, they don't seem to carry that momentum in from the previous performance to, to, to keep that consistency up. Yeah. Hey, I'm with you. I think it was a sending off. I think it's a cruel, it's a cruel way to lose a game by conceding a goal in, in with literally like the last kick of the game. Um, being, yeah. always going to be that. De- the, there's always yeah. going to be that debate about the sending off, especially in the circumstances. I would imagine it would be if they if they'd taken a point from it, the conversation around it may have been slightly, slightly less intense. Yeah. So we'll um, we'll move on to last night's game, which is the Everton Watford game, which 
probably had everything in it that you could think of that would happen in a football match. <laughs> so, obviously, Everton take the lead early on uh, through Ritalison's goal. And then a crazy five minutes in the second half where there's an own goal, then Watford take the lead, and then Everton miss penalty, and then end up scoring a 96th minute. It was, just, it was one of those games. It was crazy. It was a strange game, and I think it almost sums up how I feel. That I feel that they've got so much promise, but they never seem to fulfil it. And they almost—I'm not sure—I'm not sure what the word is, but they—they they play really well in the first half. They take the lead. They're—they're they're almost in com- complete control of the game. But like we say one nil is is a very dangerous score line, and then in the space of five minutes, the game's completely turned on its head. Um, obviously, missing a penalty doesn't help, but f- for me, Everton should be Everton should be winning games like that if they want to fulfil the potential that they have yeah. to be a top six club. But they just they never seemed just just when you think they're getting there. I don't. I'm not against Everton, by the way. I just find them one no. of the most frustrating teams. <laughs> uh, in a Milan of on a good note, yes. Yeah. Spurs are going to win the Champions League. You they're heard not, it here first. No, they're not going to win the Champions League. Right, I've had enough of that now. <laughs> anyway, right, we'll move on to the uh, EFL reviews. And Rich is up first with the Championship and League. I could what? do I could do a, a Champions League review no, if you want, Chris. Need, no, we do not need to hear that right now. No. Carry on. Okay, please. we'll talk about that later. No, we uh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in the EFL, so starting off in the Championship, um, as as with previous weeks, Norwich won again, uh, so they remain Who's a point. That, clear. How, that must be. They've. I think it's four. I think it's four of their last five they've won. But before that, I think there's. I think there's sort of eight or nine of their last ten they've won. But um, yeah, they were made to work hard uh, for it over the weekend. They played Bolton um, at home and they won three two. So Norwich were two nil up, but Bolton got it back to two two, and then. Um, as they've done a few times over the last month or so, they got a um, a late winner. So the 93rd minute, they got the winner to win 3-2. Uh, Leeds stay in second. Uh, they got their fourth win in a row coming from behind to beat QPR 2-1 at home. Sheffield United are up to third. They beat Reading 2-0 away in the late kickoff on Saturday. And Derby are up to fourth after a away win against Wigan. So all of the top four in the championship winning. Uh, the remaining playoff places, so they're filled by West Brom in fifth. They got a point at home against uh, Midlands rivals Aston Villa on Friday night. That was 2-2. Villa involved in a lot of goals lately. Never never a dull game at the moment. No. Um Middlesbrough are sixth. They got a 1-1 draw at home to Blackburn, but turned out to be quite a good point because they played most of the game with 10 men after Bezic was sent off. He got sent off in the 21st minute. So, uh, yeah, Middlesbrough played pretty much 
three quarters of the game, if not more, with uh, with ten men. Um, so it's pretty close at the top. Only seven points separate Sheffield United in third and Blackburn in eleventh. So uh, with the championship normally Saturday, then midweek, it only takes a couple of wins, and uh, you'd yeah. be mid-table. You could be in the playoffs. Um, again, as we seem to say the same thing every week. Uh, so the bottom three is is the same. So all the teams in the bottom three lost at the weekend. Ipswich, they look gone already. Um, and they've just sacked their manager. I think Paul Lambert was in charge. I think he's just gone in the last week or so. Uh, they lost 2 nil away at Stoke, which means that they've only taken one point from their last five games. And they are seven points behind uh, Bolton, who are in 23rd, so one place above them. So seven points adrift already. Uh, yeah, so Bolton are in 23rd, but as mentioned, they lost 3-2 away at Norwich. And Reading in 22nd fell to a 2-0 home defeat against Sheffield United. Um, there's only nine wins between the three teams in the relegation zone all season. Which oh, is terrible, <laughs> really. Ipswich have only got one win. Ipswich have got one win all season. Um, in League One, so uh, there was a game tonight. So Portsmouth played Charlton tonight, and Ch- I think Charlton have won two-one. So it's Pompey's first defeat in quite a while. But from the from the weekend, they 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 are still top of the league. They beat uh, Southend two-nil at home. Uh, which at the time was their fourth win in a row. Um, they are six, yeah, they're six points clear. Well, today was only their second defeat of the season. Um, and they tonight was their game in hand on second place Luton. And Luton beat Fleetwood 2-0 at home, which was also their fourth win in a row. Sunderland dropped to third as their game against Accrington was abandoned. Uh, it wasn't it was international call-ups as, as previously but there's, there's, I'm not sure what they do with this because it was one all and it was abandoned after 75 minutes due to bad weather so I'm not sure if they replay the game or if they just play the last 15 minutes I'm not sure what they do do you know I'm not sure no it, it seems odd that they play the whole game again wouldn't it but then just think yeah I don't, I don't know what they actually do uh, yeah but so what was this it was one all did you say yeah, it was one all when it uh, when it was postponed. Point eight. <laughs> I think they must just play the last fifteen minutes, but but what know. about fans and that? Do they turn yeah. up for fifteen? We need to find out about that. Let's try and find out what happens. We will. Um, but yeah, so Sunderland have now got two games in hand only over Luton in second, and are only a point behind. So you'd imagine the form Sunderland are in, they should go up to second, and then they'll um. They'll be catching uh, Pompey after tonight's defeat. Uh, Peterborough stay in fourth, uh, despite only getting a 2-2 draw at home against Oxford. Yeah, they have, yeah. They they were winning all the time. Uh, Barnsley as well. So they're in fifth. Uh, They suffered their second defeat in a row, falling to a 1-0 defeat away to Wickham. Doncaster make up the final playoff place in sixth with their second win in a row. They beat Bristol Rovers 4-0 away, which was a good result. Uh, None of the bottom four won at the weekend, but the bottom three did all get draws. So bottom place Bradford, they shared six goals in a free all draw against Plymouth. 
Wimbledon in 23rd, drew one all at home to Rochdale. Plymouth are in 22nd, as mentioned. They um, they got, got a point in a three-all draw. Um, Bristol Rovers make up the relegation places in 21st, and they fell 4-0 to Doncaster. Uh, so there's now a four-point gap from Bristol Rovers to Scunthorpe in 20th. So the bottom four are being cut adrift slightly, but it's the same in the championship, really. It's just been the same three teams for a long, long time. So League Two, Chris. So uh, League Two, uh, top of the table, MK Dons recorded a 2-0 victory over Carlisle. Um, that's only five points dropped in their last 10 games for MK Dons now. So they are in... They are the informed team at the moment in League Two. Uh, Lincoln in second beat Stevenish, Stevenage away by a goal to nil. Their place, Colchester also won one nil against bottom side Macclesfield. Um, Bury make it no defeat in five with a two nil win over Exeter and move up to fourth. Mansfield beat Notts County two nil to move up to fifth. Um, they moved up because Newport lost 2-1 away to Swindon. So they've moved down to sixth and still hold a negative goal difference. Now back to minus two. So they've still not clawed that back yet. Uh, Tramir remain in seventh after a 1-0 win over Cambridge. Um, so only one of the top seven teams in League Two conceded a goal this, this weekend. And that was Newport because they lost. So the other six teams did not concede a single goal between them. Uh, so bottom end of the table, uh, as I mentioned, Colchester beat Macclesfield, so Macclesfield remain bottom and six points from safety now. Uh, Sol Campbell has, has definitely got his work cut out there. Um, and Knox County remain in 23rd after they lost to Mansfield. But I did want to mention this game as well because I know it helped you out on predictions. <laughs> So this is just unbelievable. Oh, what a game. It's, what it's, is wrong with them? So, um, like I said, I'll just mention this. So, Yeovil, uh, Yeovil Town, one up into the 90th minute. And Forest Green are down to 10 men at this point as well. Forest Green scored two goals in stoppage. 92nd and 95th minute. Unbelievable. How how does that even it's... happen? How is did the guy that scored the first goal, he used to play for, for Yeovil as well, Ruben Reid. So yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> how do it's you? It's terrible, miss... isn't it? It's just, I just, well, as you can tell, obviously after the game, I checked the Twitter. Not great they, they haven't got a, they haven't got a result for a long time, have they? No. Since we sort of spoke about the manager signing the new contract, and they were in an okay place, they just seem to have crumbled oh, since then. I don't think it can get any worse than that on Saturday. Being one nil up, the other team down to ten men. And you, yeah, and you but end up I mean, Forest, Forest Green are an okay side. If you look at the yeah. table, I mean, they're, yeah, they're near the top. They're, 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 they're sort of the yeah, they're comfortably in the top half. But um, yeah, one nil up in injury time against ten men. There's no way you should be losing that. That is that is something that would happen on a computer game, and um, it's just um. I was so shocked, literally. It was one of those, I checked the result, they won in the 91st minute, thought, well, well, they've won that, and then checked back like 20 minutes later when I'm looking through all the predictions stuff, and then they'd lost. 
Oh, what a howling. That's so bad. Anyway, that was the uh, EFL reviews, and that is the end of part one. Um, But we'll be back in part two of our special topic, which is looking at some of our, uh, I suppose, favourite, best, worst football kits. I don't know. Uh, We'll also have a bit on predictions because we've got two lots, I believe. So we had last midweek games and the weekend just gone. Uh, the the teaser reveal and then like Rich mentioned we're just going to go through upcoming podcasts so we will see you in part two I'm trying to find out if they replayed it replay a match or not I don't I, they must I reckon they have to replay the whole thing I've got a the feeling it's after a time if the match passes a certain time they don't replay it Hello and welcome back to part two of View from the Sideline podcast, where we can confirm that Spurs have qualified for the knockout stages of the Champions League after going to the new camp tonight against all the odds and securing a one-all draw against Barcelona, which um, we've been getting messages in from from some people in the first half of the show, and I will gratefully reply to them. Uh, shortly um, after the game turned around and Spurs looked like the better team in, in the last 10 minutes but anyway just, um, just want and, you to know that Chelsea did that in the semi-finals of, of the, the Champions League when we won it uh, and we actually got a draw there uh, with 10 men so it's, uh, yeah. when was that Chris? that was the year that we won it <laughs> what year was that? Because that, that reminds me, I, I must update my subs- I must uh, update my subscription yeah, right. to the History Whatever. Channel because uh, anyway. So uh, special topic tonight is um, football kits and some of the some of the best ones we've seen, some of the worst ones we've seen. Um, I'm sure over the years we've all. We've all had a replica shirt. Um, I think they're they're sort of more fashion accessories these days. When you look at some of the, some of the ones that there were over the years, especially in the um, early days of the Premier League. So, say the uh, early nineties, they're just awash with kits, aren't they? That I don't know who designed these things, but just looking at them, it's just I don't know what they thought the fashion was back then. Yeah, the, the one the the one that always stood out for me. Well, there's there's two really. I think there was there was the Norwich home kit uh, in I think it was the early nineties, might have been the ninety two ninety three season. That was the first season of the Premier League. I know exactly right. which kit you're thinking about yeah. now as well. And it it looks almost like a child has just scribbled with a scribbled green pen it. over a yellow <laughs> bit of paper. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think was probably one of the main reasons that the back of football shirt these days are a sort of a, a plain colour so you can actually see who the player is. That must be a nightmare uh, for commentators, must with it? An, just... <laughs> yeah, but it's just it was it was I think it was almost sort of typical of, of that era with football kits. I don't think any of them were that well, you see that the sort ones... of great at the time. But the, just just on the colour, the other one that sticks out for me, but I I bet they sold so many sh- Shirts was the United one around the same sort of time, the green and yellow, half and half. So this is the half and half shirt, isn't it? The shot with the, the um, with the with the almost lace up neck. Yeah, 
I've never been a bit. fan of those sort of like. I've never no, but that, that was that was that wasn't the greatest kit. That that was no. that was that wasn't their greatest kit at all. I don't think. They're they're the, they're they're sort of the main two from sort of maybe twenty years ago that that I I would not like to see come back. No. There's, there's a lot of retro. Uh, I think there's a lot of retro shirts that are almost becoming fashionable again well, you now. Buy, but I don't you think... can buy a lot of these shirts now, can't you? These retro shirts from the nineties. Yeah, that, you know, but I, I don't think people are wearing them. You know, I don't think you'll see many people wandering around in those two. In those uh, two, anyway, especially not the Norwich one. And another away kit that springs to mind is a bit more recent. It's the Newcastle away shirt from the 2015-2016 season. It's a yellow striped number. It was like bright yellow, and it had almost like a darker yellow stripes going down the middle of it. I don't know who was what they were thinking about when they created that kit, but that is not. Not very good at all. But, um, but someone, someone must, someone must get paid a lot of money to design look? them. Yeah. Do, do you think the the players get any input on what they're going to wear? <laughs> oh, I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> have thought the players do. Because you look back thought, to, I wouldn't have thought they get the Arsenal away shirt in nineteen ninety two. It's got like like lightning bolts through it. I don't understand. I I think patterns were more in back then. Because even if you look at some of the foreign kit especially goal goalkeepers kits in the 90s were very vibrant colors weren't they i think i think even england had one didn't they it was a kind of red and had just squares and different colors on it i, I always thought maybe there was something yeah, behind I, it trying to put the, the striker off he looked at the shirt and just blinded him i, I don't think you, you don't see many kids or adults walking around in goalie shirts do you I do you feel sorry for goalkeepers? Because you never see. No, I right, don't feel sorry really see, for them. You don't go to a club shop and you I don't feel all the players I'm going to choose. I think I'll choose the goalkeeper's shirt. No, but I don't. But I, I do wonder whether that's why a lot of keepers wear short sleeve shirts these days because it's more appealing for fans to buy them. The action. Yeah, I maybe. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think. Um, I don't think long sleeve shirts are the. Um, other way to go. I'm just I'm just gonna throw this one at you, Chris, just to get your views. So in a in a poll of the wor- the twenty worst Premier League shirts of all yeah. time, at number seventeen is one of Chelsea's mm, not greatest achievements, I would number, say. Right? No, the two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight away kit, which was the yellow the the yellow top with the black trims and sort of the black pattern on the front. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Well, it's been ranked the seventh, the seventeenth worst worst Premier League well. kit. I think three years later they had an away kit that was a luminous green. I had that kit. I yeah, had that, Cesaro that, written on the. Yeah, kit. that wasn't bad. <laughs> oh, Chris. Oh. I've had. I've had some hours on the back of my kits, mate. I've had some real, real bad choices. I had, in 2005, I had a... It was when they had the black away kit and had silver writing on it. And I had Kesman written on the back of that one. Yeah, I don't, I don't you know. Why? I don't know. I was just trying to be different. <laughs> the, the, speaking with the, Chelsea, right? No, this the first... Kit, yeah, go on. 
I was going to say the first the first name I ever had on the back of a football shirt was Nick Barmby on my Spurs shirt, and it was it was that long ago that you used to. It was before they started printing. I don't think you could get the printing done, um, and you had to buy iron-on felt. So I had to cut the letters and the number out myself. And it was awful. <laughs> it was absolutely terrible. Say, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure. I'm not. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm not even sure. I spelled. No, I don't think I did. I don't think I did. But um, that. Yeah, that was the first one I had. I, I'm not. I'm not. I know it's going off topic slightly, but I'm not a fan of as a football fan having a name and number on the back of your shirt. I used to be, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fussed anymore. To be honest, I think. I think it's more of a especially uh, putting Claudio yeah. Pizarro on the back, Chris. I mean, crikey! Do you know he's still playing? He's 40 and he's still playing for for um, one of the German teams. I've seen him on. Well, that's because people like on. you were still putting his name on your shirt. Terrible, Chris. Terrible. (laughs) Um, So one kit that does get a lot of stick, which has probably been my favourite Chelsea kit, is is the the grey and orange one, which I thought you were going to mention from the 94-96 season. No, that's a horrible kit. That's a horrible kit. I have tried long and hard to try and find this kit because I I would honestly, if I found it and I could buy it, I'd probably buy it. Just no, I'm not get a fan of that one. Of it. I'd actually walk around no. with a shirt that had Hullet on the back of it. No, like well, I, I, that kind of... So, right, okay. So, the the, the orange and grey one. Yeah. Is that the one you're talking about? Chris, I'm going to break this to you, and I'm going to break it to you very gently. All's written on it. The, yeah, the poll that I was referring to, yeah. um, which is from 442, ranked the f- the 20 worst Premier League kits. That comes in at number that. one. Well, that comes I, in at number I've one. And do you know what the headline is? Right, to be honest with you. <laughs> do you know what the headline is, Chris? What? Even Rude Hullet couldn't pull off the slapdash mishmash of greys, blues, and oranges. <laughs> No, and I'm quoting you. Huh? That four four what? Four four two. Worst the twenty worst Premier League kits, Chelsea away from the ninety four right. to ninety six well, season is ranked the worst podcast. one. Do not ever go on that website ever again. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna qu- I'm just going to quote you one more time. The overall result of this kit was the Mona Lisa of ropey football kits. Not my words, Chris. The words of 442. Never like that formation, to be honest with you. So I'm not going to like that website. Anyway. It it, it even comes in ahead of Nottingham Forest's yellow and black and red mismatch from from the 95 season. Seriously, that was ranked number one. I, I, it is on there. I will, if you, if you would like, I'll send you the link so no, you can put it on it. on social yeah, media. Do not send me that link. Um, it took me a while, Rich. I'm not going to lie, to find a Tottenham shirt because they they normally have pretty straightforward shirts. To be honest, with you. it's either white. Yeah, I've got. I'm always a fan of the Spurs kits, even like the 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 sort of second 
second and third. Right. The worst, the worst one I can remember off the top of my head, and I, I, I don't know if this is the one you, that you've got, but you, you tell me, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let so you know which the, one mine the is. The worst one, and this is pretty, it is pretty awful. It, I'm not even sure if they wore this kit, but it was a special edition kit for the 125 years. Yeah, they wore it against it, Villa. They wore it against a one-off game white, against Villa, and that half white, blue. half blue. Yeah, awful. Yeah, they, they wore that. For a special and... edition, could they not have got something a little bit better than that? I, th- I think it's to do with the colours of the club and its history. But the, the game they wore it in, I think I think it may have ended 3-3 three, three or 4 all against Villa and Eunice Cabal got a last minute a last minute equaliser, but it was only worn I think it was only worn once. Just worn one. It was the only you, kit that yeah. I could find was different to all the rest. You all have white kits. You don't have anything else. Yeah. yeah, but but you you take a look through the through this very very respectable website which is four four two dot com. The the majority of the kits are away kits; they're not home kits. So no, I think, I think that there's. Kits, I think you're pretty safe to say that the home kit is always going to remain that colour. That unit like Chelsea have blue, Man City have light blue, Man United have red, Liverpool have red. Top of white. I don't think that will ever change. I think you're all no, they just, that kit. They just add small details onto yeah. it. But so, the, the the worst one for me for, that I can think of for Spurs is um, probably in the mid to late 90s, they had a light blue away shirt which had... Uh, Spurs written across from shoulder to shoulder across the front uh, where the lettering sort of came about halfway down the shirt that that was that that's probably the worst kit I can remember Spurs having uh, what apart what from your... that I think I think they've been I think they've been good kits with with regards to kits when I was looking back at sort of the early 90s late 90s sort of kits there was a there was a pattern that emerged that most away kits lasted two years. Obviously, nowadays they last a year. It's it's, it's just it's incredible how much. I know it's only a year that it's changed, but that a club would stick with the same away shirt for two seasons. It just seems, obviously, in this day and age now, that's probably unheard of. And what are your thoughts on third kits? What what is the point in a third kit other than the club to make more money? Well, but what I'd, is the point I'd, in it? But I don't I don't know whether there's some ruling. We, we maybe should we maybe should have had a look at this. Yeah, I'm not but... sh- I'm not sure if there's some ruling where they have to have a third kit available because there it it's almost like what have Chelsea done this year, which looks hideous? Is it their yellow top, yellow? Shorts and orange socks. Have they done yeah, that? Yeah, but uh, yeah, that that's kit. that. No, but it's completely no. different to the blue. So I, I never <sighs> understand why. Yeah, but sometimes, so sometimes the, the the club will play in a different colour short to the to the top, won't they? Yeah. Because if if the team they're playing has the same colour shorts, they have to change the colour. I uh, unless there, unless there's some sort of ruling around it, I would completely say it is purely a commercial yeah commercial definitely. reason why. Um, I always find the third kits are almost like the fashionable one because it's the kit. Yeah, it's the, it's the kit that looks. 
like to the eye, it looks it looks very pleasing. But yes, so it's the one you're going to wear at once a season. So it's the one that, as a fan, you are more likely to wear out than than if you're going to wear the actual like first strip. Yeah. But I, I don't I don't see the need for it personally. I no, think home, I and, just... home and away. Bearing in mind, 20, 30, 40 years ago, teams used to pretty much play in a, a plain colour with a badge. Um, so there'd be various teams that played in white or in red or in blue. There was no trim or anything on the kit, and they still managed it then with just a home and away kit. Yeah. Um, so I, I, was, I don't know. I don't know why they don't now. It literally was only in the last sort of ten years that they've had these third kits. I couldn't find anything before then that really resembled why they felt the need to have other than like you said no. for money. But there, there's odd. still there's still some pretty ropey kits out there. But um, the, the pricing baffles me. But that that's another topic. But especially when there's yeah. such such a regularity in. Um, in the turnover of kits, but it's the yeah, uh, the match I'm... day kit that you can you can buy like the there's the two different types of shirts now. I don't know if yeah, you've seen this, so, but like a, yeah. a match worn shirt and just a normal replica shirt. It's just, it's just silly. Isn't yeah. It? So about three three and a half four years ago, I did the White Hart Lane tour, uh, and in the dressing room they had all the shirts hanging up. And the the guy who was doing the tour said to us that they they were match ready shirts, um, and you can you can buy them, but they're probably I think I think at the time the Spurs ones were forty fifty pound dearer than the replica ones. Yeah, the the Chelsea ones are ninety quid, and the normal shirt is sixty, so it's like thirty quid more. It's just wow. I just you buy a shirt to think that you're wear you're wearing the same as the players that you're watching on the pitch, but. <clears throat> clearly, clearly, we've all been made fools out of the last twenty years or whatever. But wow. yeah, I think you've only got to go into Google, just type in "best or worst shirts," and you're you're going to get polls from all different sources of people. Some probably more unreliable than others. Yeah. I th- I th- I I do. I kind of think that we should end this topic and celebrate the website that is four four two dot com. When, and and I quote again: <clears throat> even even Rude Hullet could not pull off the slapdash mishmash of greys, blues, and orange. Discs. I actually like that kit. Which is <laughs> it was it was almost too good of a setup for you to say that was your that was your favourite kit, and then actually from from the research that I'd done on it, it was yeah. like the worst ever Premier League me. kit. I have, I'll, I'll put this on line as well i actually have a two pages with kits that i like kits that i don't like literally the second kit in on my shirts that i like is is that is that shirt so yeah i'm gonna um let's take uh, a bit of a i'm gonna take a grab of that image from the uh from the website and i'll put it online so um so everyone can see the official work the worst ever premier league kit okay so yeah that was was a good topic chris bit of fun there bit of fun 
and a, a bit of mockery, which which doesn't yeah, go amiss. But there there are some nice kits. There are some pretty bad kits. I'd say nowadays, I'd say there aren't many kits out there that probably aren't as bad as what they were in the in the nineties and early two thousands. But uh, yeah, I think they but all... I think that's that's purely because pe- people would not buy them. Yeah, and if if people didn't buy them, then uh, then then well i mean clubs make an absolute fortune from them don't they so certainly they so right. yeah anyway predictions what yeah ha- what's so in predictions so i've had a good couple of weeks chris you've let yourself slip slightly yeah. uh so we had so we had the midweek predictions last week uh where your dad alan was the was the guest um which was a pretty high scoring week. Uh, he got 15 points, which seems to be probably about the par score, I'd say. Um, I came in with 25. Yeah. yeah, there is. And uh, you came in with 20 then. Um, at the weekend with James. Uh, so I, I think you messaged me, Chris, about four ish on Saturday. Yeah, yeah I think I did, at yeah. half time he was on a really, really high score. And he then it all sort he was, of. Um, he was joint top, wasn't he, for a bit? Yeah, and then it all sort of fell apart, and then um, the like you said earlier, the Forest Green comeback against Yeovil sort of pushed me right, right through, and got me ten points on that one. So um, yeah, I got twenty five on that. I think we're actually um, dead equal, Chris. Are we? Oh. So yeah. So on the um, on the predictions table, which is available to view on the website. I've I've had to go to a decimal point to show how even we actually are. <laughs> we've actually um, we're exact through, throughout the fifteen weeks. We've got exactly the same score. Crazy. It is. It is. Um, but you've been ahead for about the last four or five weeks. So yeah, um, I've yeah, had um, a very good last couple of weeks. I'm uh, I'm pretty chuffed that I've that I've caught up. Uh, so this week, uh, yeah. So predictions as normal for the uh, games on Saturday, and we've got Alex as the guest predictor for this for this round. So we will um we'll see how those go, and we'll put them out over the weekend as normal, and then the table will be updated. So uh, on the website, you can see a full summary of each week's predictions from our very first one right the way through to the latest one, um, along with the updated table. So, yeah, we'll um, see how this week goes, and then I could be ahead of you, Chris. Might well be, just in time for Christmas. Yeah. Okay, so, Rich, the teaser answer. So... Uh, uh, I haven't added them up yet, but I'm going to okay. tell you what I'm going to tell you what numbers. You tell I think me what numbers you think they, they are. are. Then... Lacazette nine, Hazard ten, Lovren six, Kane ten, Stones eighteen. Okay, I know so I've got Hazard. I, I know I've got Hazard and Kane. Okay. Nineteen so... twenty-five, thirty-five, forty, fifty-three. 53. So if I run through them with you. So uh, Lacazette is number nine. Hazard yeah. is number 10. Yeah. Lovren is number six. Yeah. Kane is 10. Yeah. Stones is five. Fernandinho's 18, isn't he? 
I reckon Fernandinho's 18. Stones is number five. So, uh, yeah, it's was 40. Do I get half a point? No. You don't get anything. Boo. I was a bit worried then, because you got the first four right. So. I've got to be honest, Lovren, I've got to be honest, Lovren was a bit of a guess. Uh, I, I, I wasn't bit, sure about that one. I wasn't well. even that sure of Lacazette. It was only Hazard and Kane that I am, um, that I kind of knew. Wasn't okay. That. Good no. shot in the dark. Yeah. Okay. Good question. Good question. Yeah. I thought it was related. Too... I think it was a bit too hard for this oh, for this platform, no, though, no, Chris. No, to be no, honest, no, no. you you got four out of five of those right. So that's yeah. that's that's just because of my my level of knowledge. Just to give you a heads up, the teaser next week is going to be the worst ever Premier League kit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get that one wrong then. Yeah, <laughs> in, in your opinion. Based, based on information from 442 dot whatever. It's the place to go. It's the place to go. Their, their, their website hits are just going to go up. I think we'll, we'll put it on our website, actually. Oh, right, yeah, we'll, we'll put um... their website on our website. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. No, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just put the, um, the, the kit. We'll just put the Chelsea kit. Right. Um, anyway, so um, next week... Uh, so next week is going to be our last episode before the Christmas break, isn't it, Chris? Yes, uh, it is. Um, so obviously there are a lot of games over over Christmas, um, but yeah, we're just going to have a, have a bit of a break because um, obviously I know we what we are now seventeen episodes uh, weekly episodes, so that's pretty good going um, and. I think schedules probably it's it might just be a little bit difficult to do it over Christmas with obviously family and everything. So we've decided that next week's episode is going to be on Thursday, so that's the twentieth, and then we are going to come back in the new year, possibly on the third of January, which is again, which is a Thursday, um, and then we will in that episode we will review all the sort of Christmas. Uh, Results, so yeah, but it does give people a chance to catch up on all previous episodes if they have not not yet listened to it. Um, but yeah, next week, um, obviously, with the relevance of us having a winter break, our topic is going to be winter breaks. So, is it a good or bad idea? Does the Premier League need it? How it works in uh, other countries that currently use it, etc. So, that's going to be our um, special topic for next week. So, yeah, so that is it for this week's episode. So I will see you all next week. Yep, speak to you next week and see you in the knockout stages of the Champions League. For God's sake. <sighs>